Happy Halloween, listener friends. Happy Halloween, Britt. Ooh, spooky season. Do you have your costume ready? No. Oh, you don't You don't have a costume? You're not doing costume? I'm not doing a costume. I don't really like Halloween. Oh, my God. You're really bringing down the fall season, eh? <laughs> I like everything else about fall. No, that's not true. What were you complaining about last time? Pumpkin spice lattes. You do not like them. We already talked about that. Those aren't good, but I do like other things that are pumpkin spice flavored. Okay. Okay. So you don't hate the fall. I like fall most of all. Oh, really? But you don't like pumpkin spice lattes and you don't like dressing up for Halloween. Right. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like the leaves. I like the scarves. I like the cable knit sweaters. I like a puffy vest. The scarves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The scarves is what she likes the most. Scarf season. Okay, Britt, it's our Halloween episode. But the episode we're talking about today, season three, episode nine of Ready or Not, swear to God, nothing to do with Halloween. Not at all. And one of the most boring episodes we've come across yet. Which feels like we shouldn't say it's boring because it's about someone's religion. So then it feels bad to say it's boring. But I think they could have done this episode with a little bit more spunk, a little bit more fun. Yeah, it's a snoozer. Yeah. It's a snoozer. Sorry, Ready or Not production people. Uh, So we thought we would bring in somebody to spice things up. Uh Uh-oh. Add a little pumpkin spice to the Halloween holiday season. One of our all-time highest rated guests has returned. Britt is so pumped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. We'll bring him in right after this absolutely free theme song that we found on the internet. Thanks for hitting play, my friends. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. This is Still Not Ready, the original podcast about our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, the super cringy Ready or Not. Welcome back to the pod. Brit's partner in life, love, parenting, and podcasting. And I had to use that again because I can't believe I came up with it the first time. <laughs> Host of the Sudscast, Drew Thompson. Shalom. Shalom. Okay. <laughs> Shalom, Amy. Shalom, Brit. Oh, what's happening, Drew? You're still cooking with the Sudscast? No, the Sudscast, uh, I think, has come to a glorious end. Is this the big public announcement? This is, actually. This is the first time because publicly we were going to talk about this, but yeah, the Sudscast has I dissolved. would say, but never counted out forever. Never say never, but, you know, you know more like important Justin things. Bieber? In, yeah, exactly. Never say never. <laughs> more important things are coming up, uh, specifically me biting my tongue during that intro, never seen Brit wear a cable knit sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but a huge scarf. Yeah, huge scarf, yes. You know what I like about fall? I do like to be able to just wear, like, not have to wear a coat, but wear, like, long sleeves or a sweater. No coat. Okay. Doesn't own a single cape. You know what's a real pet peeve? A lot of sweaters these days are long, but coats are not. Right. I guess they're maybe called, like, dusters. Okay. So it hangs out the bottom? Yeah, it hangs out the bottom and it looks so silly. It does look really silly, yeah. Exactly, but what do you do? Speaking of silly, uh, I like fall above all was another thing <laughs> okay. that really perked my ears up. Because if you if you follow any of those like Etsy women. Yeah, that's like a live, laugh, love. Yeah, one of it those. is. Okay. It's exactly okay. that. I was going to say, that's immediately like what I thought of. All the women who have those like circuit joy things, you know, those like vinyl cutters. Vinyl cutters? (laughs) It's like, okay, the circuit is this machine that prints on vinyl. Oh, a cricket. A cricket? Yes. No, it's a circuit. I think it's called a cricket. Or a cricket, whatever. It's a machine that prints on vinyl. Yes, I know what you're saying, yes. And then you take the vinyl and you can apply that vinyl to a wine glass. Yeah. Or a tote bag or a t-shirt. Yeah, it's like You know? It like cuts uh, stickers and like things like that. So there's a lot of ones now at this time of year that say i like fall most of all or above uh, all or well, whatever you didn't just come up with that no i did not i want one that says 
fall above all dot 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 I love a cable knit sweater. <laughs> and a chunky a chunky scarf. Oh, you do wear chunky scarves, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so- <laughs> thank thanks for having me on. Shalom, as I said. So we talked about the Sudscast a little bit back when you were last on. So if you missed Drew's last episode with us, scroll on back to season two, episode two, first date. Check that out. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Troy and Busy went yeah. to the bowling alley. First date. And he's like long gone by this point. So yeah, yeah. I have to say I was disappointed. Troy, no appearance in this episode. Yeah, you didn't get any more Nothing. Troy in this episode. Or no. Troy's little brother. What was his name? <laughs> yeah, what was Gary? Troy? I remember Troy's brother's, the actor, his name was Troy. That was the funny part. But uh, I don't remember what the brother's name was. <laughs> but I remember he was funny. So the Sudscast, beer reviews and attitudes. Lots of episodes to check out, even though apparently it's all done for now. If you're into craft Ontario beer and you want more of Brit in your life, search the Sudscast anywhere you're listening now. But wait until the end of this episode, please and thank you. So we have a snoozer episode, but this is our Halloween episode. Drew, do you uh, are you into Halloween or a little bit more than Brit or? Yeah, I'm much more in it than Brit. Actually, that's one of the wedges in our relationship is Brit's <laughs> unwillingness to take part in costumes and things like that. Couples costumes. Yeah. It's pretty much all costumes. It doesn't. It's not Halloween exclusive. There's no cosplay going on in this household. None. <laughs> Except you've never done a couple's costume. Like, well, yeah. Have you done a couple's? Yeah, yeah, I remember one year we did email attachment. We did. That was like one. Of, that was the first year we were dating. I'm pretty sure. So you, I think you were almost what felt compelled. Are you talking about what is an email attachment? Uh, it, it was so stupid. It's like one of those so easy couple costumes. I Let my look it up again. my costume was basically I just cut out a giant E, the letter E, like a capital E. I stuck it on the front of my shirt. So I was an e-male, being a male, as that's how I identify. And then Brit was an attachment. So I think you just had a big paper clip, a big paper cut out, clip. put on your shirt. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's oh, pretty bad. Guys. It's pretty bad. Guys, that's <laughs> not good. No. The second year we were dating, I think we were a worker bee and queen bee. Yeah. So we were both dressed oh, as bees. Wow numerous couples costumes well, anything else? it was basically the two and then once Britt got to know me a little bit more and she would just kind of put her foot down was like no no more costuming this That's is it. the thing and i feel like i talked about this last year i always have these great ideas in my head and then you look online and you see these great costumes and then you try and do that in real life never turns out the same and then you're just disappointed and it's a big debbie downer Okay. So I just don't like it. Anyway. You got to put your own spin on the costume. A little bit of your own spin. I know. Make it your own. I think one of your best costumes, you went as Silent Bob one year. That was probably my best costume. Yes. And I remember you got masked to color your beard because it wasn't. Yes. I colored my beard black with, with mascara. mascara. <laughs> and I found a really inexpensive long black uh, trench coat. Oh, Silent Bob. I was thinking Jay. No. no. <laughs> one of my roommates at the time. In- in university, he was Jay. Gotcha. He didn't look that much like Jay, but there's a picture of me as Silent Bob, and it, it's pretty it was good. pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I have the, right. the backwards hat on with, like, the Batman ears in it as well. Yeah. And, like, uh, a hockey jersey? I don't think trench I had a hockey coat. jersey. I had just a black trench coat. Yeah. Kevin Smith, who plays Silent Bob, he wasn't wearing the hockey jersey as much at that time. Oh, you're still into the trench coat. Yeah, this was probably, like, whew, 14 years ago. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I do have one Halloween dad joke for you because we have to carry the dad joke thing over from the last episode. Okay, right. Why didn't the vampire attack Taylor Swift? Shake it off. Shake it off. She had bad blood. Bad blood. Because she had bad blood. Good one, Drew. Drew, But you don't know the tune. You were supposed to sing it. Well, I was just trying to stop you from doing shake it off. 
which is just an awful answer. Just awful. <laughs> yeah, just immediately jump to the only Taylor, Taylor Swift reference you have. No, it's because that's top of mind because of that movie we watched today. Oh, did you watch a T-Swift movie? We watched the movie Sing. The animated movie. It's an animated movie about all these animals that can sing. Yeah. Anyway. That was a, for the Suds Baby. They sing, uh, there's a shake it off scene. Oh, oh, that sounds right up my yeah. alley. It's a pretty good movie, I have okay, to say. My alley. Okay, before we go any further, Britt, I think you have a pimple patch update for us from our Crater Face episode. <sighs> yeah. I wouldn't run out and buy a pimple patch if you don't have them. So you bought the pimple patch? Yeah. I swear I wore a pimple patch for like three days. And it did didn't... you wear it at night or did you put makeup on top of it? No, I wore it at night. I don't know. It maybe shrunk it, but it didn't like make the pimple disappear, which is what I thought would happen. Here's the problem that I have with the pimple <laughs> patch, having seen it in operation. It just kind of draws your eye to the pimple patch... So it's like you're covering up the pimple, and I guess I understand now from what Brit has told me that the purpose of the patch isn't necessarily to do, you know, hide the pimple. No, it's to get rid of it. But it is also kind of highlighting that you have a pimple. Well, okay, but you wouldn't wear the pimple patch in public. Like this one that I bought, I don't know if you could have put makeup over it. Hmm. Okay, okay. I think some you can buy specifically you could put makeup over it. Because when you put it on, whatever medicinal ingredient is in it it like makes it look white like the patch itself is clear okay but you like put it over the zit and then it looks like the whole zit is like almost white so it dries it out well okay so but then when you take the patch off the zit isn't white so it's like the medicinal ingredient in the patch i think when it touches the pimple it like is white that's what you kind of saw i think so it's not Highly recommended. Not this kind anyway. Although now I have 40, so I'm going to use them again because... Who comes in a 40 pack? It was 40 for $10. Can you, like, put those anywhere on the body or is it exclusively for the face? <laughs> oh, no. I have to say, oh, no. I listened to the episode where you guys were talking about the pimple. I almost had to turn it off. I was like, this is too in-depth about the pimples. It's a really gross episode. Yeah. That, that episode. yeah. Oh, actually, so in our polls, nobody said that their go-to zit remedy was the pimple patch. Because it's too new. It's only for like Gen Zers. Well, actually, most people said that like Cetaphil stuff from like shoppers. Like face wash? Yeah. Mm. That like $12 one that'll last you like six months. And I have to call this one person out because the only one person that said they dumped someone because they had bad acne, you know who it was? Oh my gosh, who? Ross Hall? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was our, our listener guest, Cassandra. <laughs> wow. She was the only one that said that. Yeah, because no one's willing to actually dig, dig down deep and admit it. Except for her, apparently. Maybe well, good for had, her. Maybe she just had slippery fingers. <laughs> Honesty is a good quality. You know what? That's kind of wild as someone who probably has seen that episode of Ready or Not, that they would also then go forward with the plan that kind of backfired on uh, Amanda. We said, like, well, Amanda did it, so. <laughs> yeah, and but look how it turned out for her. Well, okay, okay. I think, yeah, we should probably move away from the pimples so we don't lose people like we did in mm -hmm. Crater Face episode. <laughs> well, we might lose them in a different way talking about the episode we have today. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It might be... <laughs> it's a snoozer! Guys, it's time for Now versus Then. So, Drew, this is the segment where we talk about something that was popular when this episode of Ready or Not originally <laughs> aired, 1995, and something that's popular now. We're keeping with the Halloween theme, so today we're talking about anything Halloween-related. And I've done the research on Halloween in the 90s. I didn't have to do much research because the 90s were my personal prime Halloweening years. Okay, tell us more. 1995 is the year this episode came out, 
And Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers came out this year. Oh, you know what? That is one I have not seen. That's probably like Halloween 6, but they won't call it that. So they call it Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about these movies. I do. I don't know either the chronology of them, but... I know a lot about them, and I've seen the most recent, like last year, Halloween. The past few, I've seen Halloween H2O with Josh Hartnett, obviously. Mm-hmm. How many Halloween movies are there? A lot. Like 20? I don't know if there's 20. I don't think there's 20, but like I'd the last like 12, three years, the sure. last three years, there's been three. Yeah. There's Halloween H2O. Uh, Rob Zombie did a remake of Halloween, but I don't think that counts as like the series. I'd say probably that's since, five. The original is six. Oh, wow. I'd say yeah, probably there's probably like the, ten. Yeah, there's probably like between twelve but, and fifteen. But only like four or five with Jamie Lee Curtis. So the Curse of Michael Myers was released September 29th in 1995. So it's easy to assume Michael Myers would have been a popular costume choice that year. Mm -hmm. Right. And I found an article on Bustle.com, 14 Halloween costumes you probably wore in 1995. Anybody remember what they wore in 1995? I was trying to think. I think I might have been Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop it. Why? In 1995 of all times. Okay, because again, I didn't really like Halloween. So I think my mom was just like, go as Anne of Green Gables. And I was like, okay. Or Pippi Longstocking, because she told me to do that one year too, and I just did it. Pippi Longstocking. I mean, not far off from Anne of Green Gables, probably like very similar costuming. (laughs) But I do remember my Anne of Green Gables costume a lot more than my Pippi Longstocking. Uh, Drew, do you remember? Uh, well, Britt kind of prepped me with this question earlier today, and I don't think I can remember, but I mean, I might have just been like uh, what you would have classified as a hobo at that point, like in, in, in our existence. Maybe you wouldn't call it that today, but I do remember one uh, Halloween going as I think I went to the mall with my mom and just got a generic monster mask that had sort of like a neck thing around it so you could it was like a black neck thing sort of to like hide where your shirt would meet your the mask sort of a thing Ooh, that's scary (laughs) yeah and i remember i had that and then i think my dad made me like this kind of like hook sickle thing to have to to carry but it was just made out of wood and it wasn't painted or anything i don't know you were like 10 i know but (laughs) i I feel like honestly really scary costume Unlike some people's parents, I feel like my parents sort of gave up helping me with costumes at a young age. So it was sort of like left up to me. It's like, oh, I want this mask. It's like, okay, here's the mask. You figure the rest out. Like, you know. Okay, but everyone's obviously dying to know what Amy was in Yeah, Amy, what were you? I was uh, Rolo, obviously. Wait, Rolo the candy? Yeah. So my parents were super involved in my Halloween costuming. And my mom made them every year. And I think my parents were in a bit of a fight that year. And my mom was like, you do the Halloween costume. (laughs) So my dad was like, all right. We found these like tubes. Like my sister was a Diet Coke and I was a roller. (laughs) (laughs) Arms up. But my dad like. A Diet Coke. My dad went and he blew up the logo. So the logos were all like to scale. Like everything was to scale. And then like did like a really good job of recreating the logo on the side of this thing. It was good. Did you have a gold like hat? We wore gold face masks. I wore a gold one and my sister wore a silver one for the Diet Coke. Oh. Okay, why was she Diet Coke and not just Coke? Because it was the 90s, I guess. See, Amy- it was the 90s, no sugar. <laughs> I was going to ask because Rolos are um, chocolate. I was going to ask if you painted your face brown for that <laughs> Halloween costume. No, don't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a chance that you did. No, I didn't. Drew, you're going to cancel us, so just shh. He doesn't care. He doesn't have his own podcast. He's like, I'm just going to go on and say whatever the heck I want. I'll just take down theirs. (laughs) I'll take down everyone. I mean, Amy does the edit, so she'll just cut this out. (laughs) Yeah. So so from the list on bustle.com, 
anyone from Star Trek The Next Generation or The Addams Family would have been popular costumes that year. Wayne and Garth. Spice Girls. Cher from Clueless. Here's a weird one. A blue M&M. Do you know why this one was so popular in 1995? Is that... Uh, Did all those M&M commercials start coming out? If I'm not mistaken, M&M Crunchy came out. Crunchy? Yeah. No. But I don't remember blue. I just remember the red and yellow M&M. I think I thought blue was crunchy. Well, let me tell you why. Yeah, tell us. Um, Hit us. In 1995, Mars Inc., which M&Ms are part of, mm-hmm. quote, shocked the nation by getting rid of the tan M&M, and they let the public vote on what new color they wanted to be included in the M&M family, 54% of people voted for blue by calling 1-800-FUN-COLOR. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Let's take a, a tan M&M. Yeah, that used to exist until 1995. Never knew. They did a poll <laughs> what people wanted to add to it, and they added the blue M&M. 1-800-FUN-COLOR is too many numbers for a phone number, but... Okay, but it might be American. Could they spell color C-O-L-O-R? Still too many numbers. C-O-L-R, like cooler. Okay, anyway, blue (laughs) M&Ms. So that's my Halloween throwback to 1995. What's happening this year, Britt? Okay, so I think one of the hot costumes of 2022 is going to be Eddie from Stranger Things. Okay. He was the head of the Hellfire Club. Spoiler alert, he sacrificed himself to save the whole town. Okay, so Stranger Things costumes, got it. Eddie's the new character that was just introduced, so I think he's going to be the hit. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I just want to talk about this. So I saw this, like, headline, and it obviously was this writer. She predicted some of her, like, top costumes of 2022. So one of them that she suggested was Julia Fox. What? In early 2022, she dated Kanye West. So she's in the movie Uncut Gems. Okay. And she went viral because she did a podcast. And the way she said Uncut Gems in the podcast, it went viral. How did she say it? (laughs) I can't do it. But she's like, oh, I was blah, blah, blah in Uncut Gems. She said, like, I don't know if she's from New York, so it was, like, a really heavy, like, New York, like, gems accent. And and as a result of that, everyone will be dressing up as her, and everyone will know. Well, what does she look like? Like, what's the look? Her big look this year was she kind of had, like, slick back hair and then this crazy intense black eyeliner. Okay, that's, this is all news to me. I think Jeffrey Dahmer will probably get some costume love because there's a Dahmer TV show on Netflix. That's a pretty grotesque he's, he's costume. Pretty, well, no, he's a pretty scary guy. I mean, if you're like, if you're an adult and you're actually trying to scare people at like yeah. a costume party or whatever, that's like a, an adult costume to wear. Not for kids, obviously. You know what is funny? Earlier when you were talking about costumes that you pulled off well, I almost suggested Dahmer for you. For me? Yeah. It's the glasses. Oh, yeah. I have I have like, I have Dahmer-esque glasses yeah. now. Ew. Yeah, that's true. Although I don't have any hair and he's like way skinnier than me, but yeah. I could be schlubby Dahmer. Yeah, but you could easily get, like, a little wig to mimic that hair. I could be... Like, they for sure have those wigs. I could be, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's older brother who played football and bullied him a lot. Turned um, him into the Thomas Dahmer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. The only other thing to bring up would be some of the hot new candy. Okay. Skittles shrieks. Which are just which are just sour skittles. What those have been around forever, sour skittles. But then they also Kit Kat has the Kit Kat Witch's Brew, which is a green chocolate Kit Kat. Hmm. This is on the states only. I'm sure. I don't think we'll see a green Kit Kat. But well, I remember one from my childhood that's uh, sort of changed a little bit. It's still you still see them around candy wise for trick or treating, and I don't know if you guys. are allowed to say the C word on this podcast, but Popeye's cigarettes oh. <laughs> are now are now called Popeye's candy sticks. Yeah, obviously. 
And they probably don't have a red tip either. They don't have a red tip. It's, <laughs> it's, a red it's tip. literally just like a white stick. It's like, what is the point of this? Why are you still making this? I don't product? know why the company would still make that. I mean, I know why they're making it because it's basically just, it probably costs zero pennies to make one of those. It's yeah. just sugar compacted into a stick. It always had a weird end. In a box. There's like two of them in a, in a box, too. That was the other part that seemed so wasteful when you were a kid. I don't know if you remember that. Drew, we're on the now, not the then. I'm just saying now, <laughs> they call them candy sticks instead of cigarettes. Well, we won't be giving those out for the Halloween. The C word. Uh, okay. Uh, so, did we watch an episode for this? Or? Hold on. No, it's just a Halloween pod. Okay. Drew, are you excited to talk about this super boring, ready or not episode are you are you ready? I'm ready or not? Uh, ready or not? No, I'm ready. I have a lot of controversial religious beliefs, so this episode was right up my street. Awesome. I can't wait till we get there. I <laughs> yeah. can't wait. Let's get the yeah. boring synopsis of the episode. All right. We've got season three, episode nine, Swear to God. It's Yom Kippur, and Amanda realizes she knows little about Judaism and she decides it's time to learn more. <clears throat> yeah, I almost I almost wanted to skip this episode. I, I was pretty close to putting that out there. <laughs> like, it's not bad because it's about Judaism. That's not the issue. They just made the story boring. The story is boring. And I mean, oh, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to it. We'll get to these points. All right. We've got Busy played by Lonnie Billard, Amanda played by Laura Bertram. This episode starts in the classroom. The teacher's taking attendance, and of course, when he finally gets to Amanda's name, she raises her hand and says, Present. <laughs> oh man, I used to do that. In high school. Present? Yeah. You used to say present instead yeah. of here. So yeah, you know why? Because it got a laugh every time. <laughs> I hated oh my those God. people. I yeah. hated those people. Guaranteed laugh. Stop trying to be different. Guaranteed laugh, although usually only roll call was done when it was like a substitute, right? Because your normal teacher knew yeah. who everybody yeah. was by then. Yeah, but this I think is their regular teacher. We've never seen this teacher before, but he sort of goes to Amanda like, oh, Amanda, you're here? Like, isn't this a Jewish holiday? Really putting her on blast here. Yeah. What is with that teacher? Well, we're talking about Yom Kippur, apparently. It's the end of the high holy days, a final opportunity to repent before the book of life is sealed for another year. Sounds pretty important, but Amanda says they don't practice like they don't celebrate the holidays then this dick of a teacher says like oh here's an idea why don't you explain the meaning of the holiday to the rest of us i know i thought that was a bit much it's like yeah we don't really practice okay well in, in saying that why don't you explain your religious beliefs to us that you don't really understand because you don't practice and you didn't even know it was a holiday and <laughs> yeah. also how does the how does the teacher even know she's Jewish? Like, well, I think like her name. What's her last name? Zim. Zim. Is that? I didn't a, even know that was a Jewish name. Is that I a mean, traditional Jewish name? I don't think it is. I'm not sure. I assumed he knew that by her name because if she's not a practice, if she doesn't practice Judaism and it hasn't come up, I would assume he's only getting it from her name, which is being pretty presumptuous, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but. <laughs> There's been no other indications in any season. I don't think that she is Jewish. Maybe like here and there, but not much. I think we can all agree that this teacher would be reprimanded in today's day and age. Speaking of now and then, if they, if this teacher did this now, it's like you can't you can't do that. Well, Amanda embarrasses herself because she doesn't know what the holiday is about, mm -hmm. and she's clearly like really embarrassed because the teacher sort of assumes that she's going to know. I kind of go back and forth on whether or not this was a good idea, what the teacher did, because he then starts asking other students. This is what he says. He says, this is a perfect opportunity to compare religions. Which, okay, 
that's fine. But then you you put it out to the class. Like, does anyone want to tell me what Yom Kippur is? As opposed to all those imperfect times he's tried to compare religions, this is a perfect time. And then you say, does anyone else have any holidays that they want to talk about? You know, you put it out to everyone. Which he did, but he, he singled Amanda out first. Right, she that's the problem. And then a few other kids stand up and talk about their religions, including Busy, who seems to know a lot more about being a Catholic than Amanda thought she did. Right. So Amanda, like, sinks deeper and deeper into her chair with embarrassment because she doesn't know anything about being Jewish. And right after school... On the same day, Amanda drags Busy to her church to sort of check things out. Yes, they go to the Catholic church. Busy's church, I guess. Busy's church, yeah. And, like, Amanda's looking around all intrigued. She sees Busy kneel when she walks in. And I think we're getting some carryover from the last episode. I think Amanda's a little gel that Busy's so involved in her church. This scene was also surprising because I thought... As someone who isn't religious, I feel like everyone knows certain principles of Catholicism that it's like, Amanda, how do you not know some of these things? Well, if you've never been to church, you don't know those things. That was me as a kid. I didn't know anything. Like I would sleep over at one of my friend's houses and I would have to go to church with them on Sunday. I was like, what is happening here? Like my mind is blown. I know, but like Amanda's never seen like a movie where they have confessional. Maybe not I mean, as a kid. You've never seen The Exorcist? Come on. They're Probably in grade not. Eight. As a 13-year-old? Yes, you would have seen it by now. There's something hilarious that happens in this scene, which is you sort of stated. Busy goes, kneels down, and then stands up and walks over and sits down in a pew. And I'm thinking as I'm watching, okay, well, Amanda's going to go and sit down in a pew beside her, and they're going to have a conversation there. No, the camera cuts back to Amanda, who's staring around, <laughs> and then... Cuts back to Busy now walking back from the pew. It's like, what was Busy just doing sitting on the pew by herself? She's having like a moment of prayer. It was literally five seconds. A prayer. I think it's a little prayer. I think it was very strange. (laughs) The best part about that whole church scene is that Amanda learns about what's it called when you confessional confessional confessing your sins and amanda thinks it might be a good idea if she went in to confess her sins and busy's like uh i don't think that's allowed like you haven't what does she say you haven't been back you haven't had your first communion you haven't had your first but amanda's like ready to jump right in and talk about frankie and danny (laughs) (laughs) how she was two time and danny with frankie let's go with the confession but you know what i I I actually think i put some zit cream in my boyfriend's apartment (laughs) door and pretended it wasn't me uh I think if he had gone in, they would have heard her confession. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. When Busy was like, no, 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 you, you're not uh, of the status to do this. I'm kind of thinking in my head, like, mm, I, I think thought they they'd pretty much her. take anybody. Yeah. Well, of course they would have let her, I think. But Busy also is just a kid and maybe doesn't well, know all the real rules, right? No. And I think this is, again, this is all just to make the storyline go forward. Obviously. Right, to show, like, well, no, Amanda, you can't because you're not Catholic. You're Jewish. Yeah, I think... Right, so it's like this whole thing. I think Busy kind of calf-blocked her a little bit, too. It was like, oh, no, this is my thing. Uh, Just because you don't have your thing doesn't mean you can hone in on mine. I don't know. Okay, so Amanda arrives home, and in absolute perfect movie magic coincidence, Amanda's Bubby is in town to visit. This was wild. (laughs) I always find it so awkward when she walks in the the apartment. The first thing out of her mouth is Bubby. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, this is going to be. I always find it so weird when like TV characters all of a sudden have these family members that like for three seasons, we've never heard one mention of Bubby. Not one And now all of a sudden, Bubby from Florida is here. On this very dramatic day where Amanda's been shamed because she didn't know anything about her Jewish background. And Bubby, obviously a Yiddish term for grandmother, because we're making a show here, folks. This is Phyllis's mom. So she's making like a surprise visit. But it's not a surprise. It's Yom Kippur. That's why she's there. Well, Well, I don't think so. 
Well, there's, think it's pretty there's, there's a, not a coincidence. It's a religious holiday that day, and Bubby shows up in town. Come on, it was a pre-planned visit. Okay, but I don't think Amanda didn't know she was coming. Well, this is also well, what I know. Think, like, how is it possible Amanda didn't learn anything about her religious background? Bubby is here the day of Yom Kippur, and Bubby is mm. super Jewish. <clears throat> I think Amanda said, "Oh, I didn't think you were coming until tomorrow." Mm. Or that was either Amanda or Phyllis said, oh, you're here a day early. So they all knew she was coming. Okay. I mean, I don't want to like take too much of a hard stance on the writing, but yeah. Okay. So Bobby is talking about what she did today for Yom Kippur. And she says she's made a meal for all three of them to break the fast, which is part of the holiday. And Phyllis, Amanda's mom is like, uh, we don't celebrate the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amanda's like witnessing this all play out, and it's feeding her newfound obsession with being Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. So Bobby brings up the idea of having a bat mitzvah for Amanda. Okay, so we're at Busy's house now. Busy is building a drumming studio in her backyard mm-hmm. by herself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Drew, I can tell you're ready to say something here. So, Drew, you're a bit of a DIYer at home, right? Yes. Like, you've done a few construction-type projects around the Sudscast household. What do you think of Busy's workmanship on the drumming studio? Well, at first, I was confused. I'm like, are they rebuilding something that got hit by a hurricane or something? And then... When Amanda's like, I can't believe your parents are letting you build a, a studio, a recording studio or whatever, um, a rehearsal studio. I was like, oh, they're building something. And then Busy is like walking around with a fence, part of a fence board and just like, <laughs> like holding it at an angle where it's like, I don't even know what you're doing with this. Well, first of all, it's like found wood. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like scraps. Wood, scrap scraps wood. Of wood, yeah. She's got a bunch of planks already up and the planks are only like eye level height. So like, I'm yeah. not sure if like, it's going to be higher than that or what. And she's coming in sideways with like the next pieces of wood, but don't worry. Amanda's there to help. And by help, I mean, Tap tap tap, ruining a screwdriver on the frame door. <laughs> that was my favorite part of this scene, which obviously, like a few seconds in, I quickly realized, oh, they're not actually going to build anything. This is just for them to have a conversation around. <laughs> but my favorite part is, pass me the screwdriver. Like she's trying to affix a board to a wall using a screwdriver, also, which in my experience would probably take you all day to put in one screw through. Why weren't they just talking in front of the TV? Like, why did we need to have yes. this, like, elaborate thing of, like, Very oh, I'm point. building a... Dr-. Like, just just talk in front of the TV. Well, I'm not sure, like, in later episodes, do we get more about this drumming studio? Like, does Busy have a drumming studio in the next that's, coming episode? I don't know. I guess that's what I wondered. Back. I wondered if that was going to be the case. It's like foreshadowing for her drumming. Although, having said that, it was so poorly constructed from what I saw. It, <laughs> it wouldn't withstand another yeah, episode. Yeah, do, do like one rim shot and that whole studio is just going to collapse. Well, it's it's like if we're talking about the is it the three little pigs? Who are the the nursery rhyme characters that build their own houses? Like one's yeah. of straw, one's of like Busy's is made of straw. That's what we're looking at when we're looking at Busy's. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your drum yeah. studio down. Yeah. Well, you won't need to because a simple gust of wind will do all the work for you. I don't know what this is about. And we also have, we don't know, we've never heard Busy say anything about building before. It just also goes back to like this weird, like negligent parenting coming from Busy's parents. Like, yeah, go outside and play with the wood structure. It's perfect. Yeah, sure. Go and build something. And then, you know, they'll be busy like a couple weekends and then we'll give up. Well, if she puts her drums out there and, like, it rains even just a little bit, (laughs) um, it's going to be unfortunate. Okay, so Amanda's all revved up. She has some plans with her Bubby to explore her Jewish roots. So back at Amanda's, Bubby is lighting Shabbat candles. And I, I read up on this, actually. I really like the idea behind this. 
so you light the candles and then you sweep the light back towards yourself, which we see her do. Amanda's mm-hmm. taking it all in. And then you cover your eyes. So the idea is during the work week, we are pulled in many different directions and all this frantic energy like really drains us. So the sweeping back of the light like represents taking back all the energy. Mm-hmm. It's like your day of rest, like you're reclaiming focus and balance. Isn't Shabbat on Fridays? Yeah. So Bobby says she lights the candles every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. So off to service with Bubby. Amanda spots a hot guy. Obviously. Brent Green. Brent Green. Yeah, his name is Brent Green. He's not in the credits, so don't even try to find them. I know. He's not even – he's not on IMDb either. <laughs> no. He's, he's a good-looking guy. He's a good he's your guy. Class, he's, your classic, he's a cute kid. He's your classic Jewish hunk. He's a Jewish – he's a Jewish hunk. But <laughs> I kind of like – does it sort of seem like he maybe slept funny last night? Like he's looking at her kind of <laughs> over his shoulder and he's like. <laughs> I did not pick up I, on that. I think but. the problem was he didn't have that clip in his yarmulke, so he didn't want it to fall out when he turned <laughs> oh, his head. True. He looks. Inappropriate. <laughs> he looks. He, he's looking really strangely like at her sideways and he's like got this weird crick in his neck. Is that when he's in the synagogue or like outside? When she's talking to monkey ears. Inside. So he's like kind of facing forward, but looking a bit side-eyed at Amanda, like sort of checking her out. They're Mm -hmm. checking each other out. Yeah. Amanda runs into monkey ears, who's also Jewish. We found that out in season one. Oh, maybe we did find out about Amanda being Jewish in that episode. It's possible, but not enough that this teacher was just going to all of a sudden just know. That's true. Yeah, because that was like two years ago. Exactly. So Amanda asks Monkey Ears about the hot guy. And that's how we find out his name is Brent Green. Mm-hmm. He says he's conceited, though. Ever since he had his bar mitzvah, he acts like he's a Moses or something. <laughs> Come on. That was just, like, unnecessary. Yeah, but of course it's Monkey Ears saying that because I'm sure all the girls are like, Brent, Brent, and no one cares about Monkey Ears. Monkey Ears is probably in the friend zone all the time, you know. So he doesn't like Brent because Brent's getting all the chicks. Yeah. It, yeah. All the ladies. It's just a reference of Moses. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Just, like, throw that in there, too, right? Well, it's, like, also it's also funny because, like, Amanda's not going to get that reference. She doesn't know about her religious background. Well, exactly. So yeah. it's kind of, like, a wasted <laughs> reference. <laughs> but maybe it's setting it up to show that Monkey Ears – Knows a lot. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, he's just casually throwing his Jewish Mm -hmm. knowledge into conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so fueled by her new crush, Amanda tells her Bubby she thinks she should have a bat mitzvah. Oh boy, Amanda. Yeah, this, this gets pretty serious pretty fast because now both Amanda's parents are in the rabbi's office. Discussing all the catching up Amanda's going to have to do to be able to have a bat mitzvah. Okay, but it's nice. I was going to say it's nice to see Leonard. We haven't seen him in a very long time. I know. Oh, is that Amanda's dad? That's Amanda's dad, Leonard and Phyllis. Except Leonard just throws Phyllis under the bus. Yeah. Like, it's all Phyllis's fault that Amanda's in this position. I wanted to take her to synagogue, but, or temple, but, you know, I wanted to dress the kids up as Rolo and Diet Coke, but, you know. Are you doing dad jokes now? <laughs> yeah, it was a reference to your dad from earlier. Okay, so we're getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves here because there's this awkward moment with the rabbi where he's going on and on about Amanda observing the Jewish culture through family. And Phyllis is like, uh, we're separated. She makes that very clear, yeah. very fast. Well, maybe the rabbi is single. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, Phyllis is like, oh, just so you know, like we are no longer together. <laughs> this is when Leonard like makes this dig about he's saying he always wanted to go to synagogue, but Phyllis wasn't into it. Yeah. And Phyllis was like, uh, no, we both decided it would be impossible to follow all the rules, she says. Okay, Phyllis. I found that comment very strange, to be honest. 
like we both thought it was be impossible to follow the rules. It's like, well, just follow some of them or the ones that well, you can. I do think you could still. I think there's varying levels of how devout you would be, yeah, right? Like, so I think like going to synagogue, you know, once a week and just taking in like more of the spiritual aspect and not following all the rules well, I think that's, can be okay. I can't remember if Bobby has already had that sort of conversation with Amanda yet, but she sort of alludes to that at one point in this episode. Yeah. That's sort of like doing the best you can or yeah. taking some parts of it. I just found that to be a very odd comment. It's like, maybe Phyllis was the problem. Well, Phyllis and Leonard are taking any opportunity they can to like... That's it. Throw digs at Dig. each other. Yeah. 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 I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> so Amanda finds out she'll get a tutor that's going to help her catch up on all this work that she's going to have to do to have the bat mitzvah. Side note, I think kids normally start like Hebrew school... Like, very young. Yeah, so Amanda's behind, right? Like, eight years behind. Yeah, exactly. Because when I was a kid, I did have a friend who was Jewish who went to Hebrew school, and I remember going. Oh. And I couldn't have been much older than, like, seven. Yeah, it would be like it starting Sunday school. So Amanda's got a lot of work. A friggin' lot. And she wants uh, that hot guy that she had her eyes on yeah. to be her new tutor. The rabbi's like, oh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, he saw right through that. He knows exactly where that was going. Yeah, I loved that part. It's like, it's almost like I'm trying to give you some religious education here and you're just using this as some sort of attempt to like date a guy. Yeah. With that hot guy you saw at synagogue. Uh, Hard no, Amanda Zim. Yeah. (laughs) So she ends up with monkey ears as her tutor. Nice. (laughs) Pretty Pretty quickly, Amanda starts to get bratty about how far behind she is. So, mm-hmm. like you said, she's like eight years behind already and how much work it's going to take to study and learn the h huh sounds. <laughs> huh. It does seem like <sighs> wait, a hard... Before, you, before we go on, can you please... I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 wait, wait it does second, seem sorry. really hard. Like <laughs> we should preface this by saying they do that in the episode with flashcards. We're not just I know, making that's fun of doing it. <laughs> no, but can I also mention Drew the last episode that we did with you? We were trying to get Britt to do the Toolman Taylor grunt, and she wouldn't <laughs> do it. <laughs> she wouldn't. Do it. No, this has nothing to do with like her offending a religious group. This has that to do is. with her just being like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." <laughs> sorry Britt go ahead well they say that English is one of the hardest languages to learn but then when you see monkey ears trying to teach Amanda and it's like a symbol means a sound like I cannot even wrap my brain around how you do that No, like there's no way that I could see three symbols in a row or I guess they're probably not considered symbols I'm not sure like Like, letters letters in a row and then just make like the sounds to string it like huh huh yeah and, and monkey ears is like huh and she's like huh and she's like <laughs> and he's not doing it to just be an annoying jerk which is usually what his whole vibe is that's what i found interesting about him in this episode is that no he's great in this episode there's no, like a different really dimension given to monkey ears in this episode because he's like he knows his shit He's very smart. Yeah, yeah. Like he's in his element. Like, yes. this is my thing. I'm mm-hmm. Jewish kid, you know. But I actually, I don't, I, I mean, I know it's a lot of work to catch up on all this stuff, but I don't really know what Amanda's beef is. Like, she usually does really well in school. Well, because let's be real. She just wants the bat mitzvah. She doesn't really like. She, and she's she wants to please Bubby. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't get the hot guy tutor. So now she's. Yeah, pregnant. she like wants the cred. And, like, wants to be able to say, like, I'm Jewish and I know a lot. But she, like, doesn't care how she gets there. Yeah, she wants the notoriety of, like, oh, Amanda, she's Jewish. Yeah. Oh, and look at her bat mitzvah. Back to the very first scene. She doesn't want to be embarrassed again when she doesn't know shit about being Jewish. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So after their tutoring session at the synagogue, Monkey and Amanda are walking out and are victims of a hate crime. 
Okay, the hate crime's not the laughing matter, but the writing and how this scene went down is. Okay, so I'll set the scene. Okay, please. Because I don't have I don't have a podcast to ruin. Okay. <laughs> so Monkey Ears and Amanda walk out <clears throat> of the school, mm-hmm. the synagogue. The synagogue, yeah. yeah. And there's a swastika spray painted on the side of the synagogue. And there's I think there's also an SS, like the, the Nazi logo for SS. Okay, I didn't catch that. And there's some gar. There's a bunch of garbage. I saw the gar. I saw the garbage. There's a bunch of garbage strewn about. Yeah. And that's obviously horrible and should be treated like seriously in a show like mm-hmm. this, which it was. And Monkey Ears was very mature. Yeah, Monkey Ears took like, control of the situation. Oh, so and so, go tell the rabbi. There was like, two other kids. There's two yeah. other kids like kind of like playing like punch buggy with each other behind Amanda. They're and, grappling or whatever. Yeah, they're kind of just like roughhousing, like a a bigger girl and a you know, like a younger boy looking like situation. But I know, okay. when I watched this episode for the second time, I had my eyes on the kids behind Amanda and Monkey Ears in this scene, and I was like, what exactly yeah. is happening between? these kids they're like pushing each other around i don't know they didn't get paid enough to have uh any lines i was looking at them too i'm like wow these extras are really doing a lot of work and i was like oh okay <laughs> later on they're kind of involved so yeah monkey ears like tells one of this um roughhousey kids like go call uh the rabbi yeah but monkey ears gives off like real like not again type vibes right yes yeah, yeah. like he's done this like this before. has happened all the time which yeah. okay if it would have stopped at this point in the scene mm-hmm. that's enough that's enough yeah but it doesn't it doesn't and it goes well because amanda somewhere. basically stunned so she's kind of just standing there yeah she never experienced starts it to run away to like start cleaning it up cleaning it up yeah and then all of a sudden <laughs> a man's voice is heard off camera yelling. It does seem like a man's voice too, right? Because they refer back to it as kid. Like they refer back to it later as a bunch of kids. Okay, maybe like 18 year old. I, I don't remember. I think Bubby says, is this about what happened with the kids? Like later on. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Amanda gets hit in the back with an egg. Yeah, and we hear some like obscenities be yelled at them. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It was just kind of like random yelling. But Amanda turns around, and there's no one there. <laughs> Britt and I were watching it, and I'm like, "What just happened here? Like, someone threw an egg. The camera pans around. There's no one there." It's a really clever edit that they did because we hear them. She kind of swings around to one side. They're not there. She swings around to the other side. They're not there. She gets hit with the egg on her long hair on her back. Yeah. She's very upset. She runs home. But this is funny part. Like, it's a bit of a bit of comedy at the end. Amanda runs home and Monkey Ears is standing there in his plaid flannel pants and his <laughs> hockey jersey and he's like Amanda Amanda <laughs> where are you going it's very dramatic he's very, he's heartbroken <sighs> that she's running away but obviously she's upset if I could just get back to the invisible Nazi for one second <laughs> it almost felt to me like they had like a casting call it's like oh we need someone to play uh, a Nazi Mm-hmm. And it was like, nobody would do it. And they're like, okay, we can edit around this. Just have an egg hit someone in the back well, and then do a couple of camera pans. It's just and- like some PA in the background yelling on set. That's no, that- why it's so like echoey too. It just felt so weird because <laughs> yeah. it's like when you see the scene, it's like, okay, well, they've clearly the Nazi uh, or the white nationalists or whoever did this. They've done it, and now they're gone. And it's like, no, but they're not gone. <laughs> they're like but, lying in wait. But they're also they not here. It's just a very strange scene. Like it's like they're here, but they're not here. They're still but, throwing eggs, but we don't know from where or who they are. It's really effective. I think it's really effective. Well, kind of back to what Amy said. Like it's kind of a clever edit where it's like you hear this voice and she whips her head and then you, she doesn't see anything. And I guess again, like, if you're if you're a kid watching this, okay, it, you don't probably pick up. I think stuff. if you were a kid watching it, it would be scary because yeah. you're like, oh my god, where are they? Well, first of all, I don't remember this scene. I don't remember this scene from when I was 12 when I was. Yeah. I remember the boring religion episode and the hot guy at the synagogue. I remember those things, but I don't remember this like really dark scene that happened. Hmm. Hmm. You blocked it out. Well, maybe. Or it just didn't make any sense to me. I think the point of the scene is probably like 
Amanda's questioning, do I want to be associated with this religion? Yes. It seems like people don't like it or there's like a lot of hatred towards it. That's kind of where I think they could have just done the same thing without the random invisible Nazi egg throwing thing. Well, but, but Amanda then decides that she doesn't want to go to the synagogue anymore. She thinks mm-hmm. it's too dangerous, which would make sense if she got hit with an egg. Agreed. In the back fine like that's really scary for a kid right especially if you didn't see who did it yeah you'd be scared could have been like a grown man that's again why like maybe they should have shown who did it to make it more like visceral for the audience but again okay moving on okay so later bubby comes into amanda's room to say goodbye and gifts her some Shabbat candlesticks. Mm -hmm. So then Amanda has to reveal that she can't have a bat mitzvah. It's too hard. Yeah. Life's hard, Amanda. Yeah. (laughs) Bubby says, this is, you brought this up earlier. Bubby says Amanda is Jewish no matter how she acts. Mm -hmm. That's what it was, yeah. It's funny because I was sitting there ready to write down what Bubby says to Amanda when Amanda's like, oh, but that does that mean I'm not Jewish anymore? And I was waiting for this really profound thing to come from Bubby. And all she said was, you're Jewish no matter what you do. And I was like, oh, I was really hoping for something like really strong here. And he yeah. just didn't like out. keep at it, um, you know. I don't know, something. Keep at it? Well, like keep at it, you'll get there. Yeah, so I think what we end up with is that Amanda's not sticking with it. She's not going to have a bot mitzvah. No. There's a whirlwind with Bubby. It's like you were literally here for two days, it feels like. Yeah. And now you're gone. Also, Amanda, her experience with religion, basically seemingly two days and it's over. Yeah, hot minute. Hot minute. She tried for a hot minute. Yeah. Too hard. Yeah. But that's like the life of a 13-year-old. I guess, yeah, that's true. The best part about this scene is that Amanda then goes to sleep with the candlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> like cuddling up with. She's like cuddling with two metal candlesticks in her bed. And off she goes to sleep. Very cozy. Looks cozy, Amanda. So in our final scene, Amanda lights her two candles and says her Shabbat blessing, which her mom joins in on. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Yeah, it's a nice final scene. It's nice, but again, it makes zero sense. Amanda's mom has spent the whole episode talking about how she doesn't want to do any of this stuff. Obviously, Amanda's mom, Phyllis, grew up practicing these holidays and these traditions. She probably had a bat mitzvah, right? Probably. And then by the time she became an adult, maybe she became disengaged with it. Right? And so, you know, she's trying to maybe support Amanda in learning more about her religion. Well, you know what's yeah. surprising is that Len- her, both Amanda's parents, Leonard and Phyllis, are both Jewish? I think so. Well, they would. It's have- not just on the one side of the family. I know two people who in the last, like, let's say five years converted to Judaism because their spouse was Jewish. And that's the only way they could get married. Okay. So they had to do all the studying and the huh sounds. Yeah, and they had like some form of baptism. I don't know if it, that's what it's called in that religion, but yeah, they had to. Yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't have like a bat mitzvah because they were adults, but I do know two people. So, I mean, I think like any religion, sometimes it's hard to marry outside of that because of like. Wait, do you think Leonard converted when he married Phyllis? No, no, no. I think they were both Jewish. In the 90s, I don't think it would have been very common to see someone who was Jewish and someone who isn't get married. Well, it would have been in the 80s, but yeah. But yeah, they would have been married in probably the 80s, right? Because I think even in today's day and age, it's not very... It's more common, obviously, because I would say there's not as many religious people. There's less of a stigma around. There's less of a stigma, but then... As I said, I know two people who within the last, one was within the last five years and one within the last 10 who both converted. Okay. Okay. I have to say, I don't know if we're wrapping it up or we're we're at the end of the episode. Hang on. Okay. They walk away from the candles hand in hand, Amanda and Phyllis. The end. So, okay. Episode not as bad as I originally remember it being. But more dark than I remember it being because yeah. I don't remember that scene with the hate crime. Mm. 
It was so traumatic, you just blocked it out of your memory. Maybe. I probably didn't understand it when I watched it the first time. That's fair. You wouldn't. Sorry, Drew, what were you going to say to wrap the episode up? I wasn't saying anything about necessarily wrapping it up, but just the overarching theme of the episode. I couldn't help but watch the credits uh, at the beginning of the episode and think that uh, the writer and creator of the show, this is maybe some sort of uh, allegory with her own well, life. Well, yeah, I would, most of the show is. Yeah, because she, I believe she's Jewish. I mean, her last name is Rosenberg, which, I mean, I don't want to sound like too stereotypical, but she's more than likely Jewish. So this is likely pulled from her own life experience. So she is maybe, she's the Phyllis or she's the Amanda. Well, she's Amanda. She's Amanda. Okay. Yeah. Amanda. Yeah. So she wasn't very religious when she was a, a child, maybe, or didn't come from like. I still think family. they could have made the episode a little bit more fun, engaging. Maybe if Amanda hooked up with the hot guy at the synagogue. <laughs> with Brent. You're missing, you're missing the point, Amy. Brent Green. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. That'll do, my friends. That'll do. Happy Halloween, Drew. Thanks for joining us once again. Happy Halloween. Shalom. Mazel tov on the success of this podcast, you guys. <laughs> and happy Halloween to all who celebrate. Maybe you've been observing Yom Kippur this month. If so, I hope we didn't ruin it for you. Please take the time to like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening. Find and follow us on Instagram at Still Not Ready Pod and let us know. What were you for Halloween in 1995? Did you vote for the blue M&M? Should Drew be invited back for a third episode? Did you commit a hate crime? Get out of here. You're ruining it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Amy. I'm Brett. I'm Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. And you've just found out we're still not ready. (laughs) 